Welcome to Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Cotto Sullivan, Wisdomologist and your host. I've been talking to people about their journey to inner wisdom, as well as exploring many tools that assist us on our journey. As many of you have experienced, there are transition times that we go through. Sometimes we get stuck. Sometimes we don't realize we're in transition. And sometimes it just kind of knocks us over. I've been more or less following the alphabet for my podcast over the last year and a half, or at least it's kind of following the alphabet. I've meandered a little bit. And uh, today I'm actually going back to R for recreation, or I like to think about it as recreation and the importance of recreation to recreate ourselves. And since we are into the summer, it is a time for more recreation. And so here we are. Today, I will be speaking to Sarah Simone. Hi, Crystal. Welcome, Sarah. I'm so glad that you could join me. Um, before we begin, let me tell people a little bit about you. Absolutely. So Sarah is an outdoor and travel enthusiast, currently finishing her degree in recreation and leisure. Her unique career path as a massage therapist has taken her around the globe and inspired a life of learning, living to the fullest, and connecting with others. She has certifications in RMT, osteopathy, Reiki, reflexology, Thai massage, John Barnes myofascial release, overnight wilderness guiding, swift water rescue, wilderness first responder, and has recently published in Pathways, the Ontario Journal of Outdoor Education. And I have to say, it's a great article, Sarah. I read it and I loved it. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's, a, is it online somewhere? Because we can put a link to that. I would love people to read it, that article. It is posted online through their um, website. Um, I don't, I'd, I'd have to look if it's live now or if it's um, going, if it goes live in okay, a little so bit. Okay. So we'll, we'll put the definitely link. definitely get you the link to it. Okay. Perfect. That's perfect. Cause it was, it, it was really a great read. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. It was, uh, it was very raw and very real and um, it was very cathartic putting those words down mm. on paper. Mm, I'm sure it was because it sounded like a really intense experience for you. It was definitely life-changing. Yeah, I'll leave it at that so that people will want to read it. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. <laughs> Absolutely. So today we're talking about uh, recreation and leisure, but before we um, we talk about recreation and leisure, you've had a very interesting journey in your life. You've um, kind of meandered around. You've lived in many places up until this point. And I'd love you to tell us a little bit about your journey and some of the lessons that you've learned on that journey. Oh, I would love to talk about it. I don't even know where to start because so much of my journey was just following my intuition and on mm -hmm. that path and trusting in it. Um, and I think it really stemmed from initially from my career. So I love numbers. And when I'm talking about doing my degree, I will be finally graduating from this program 20 years after starting it. Wow. I went into school and um, I did my first year and for many different reasons, I did not go back and finish. And I went into massage therapy afterwards. Mm -hmm. 
while I was in massage therapy, I was telling my teacher how I wanted to travel and see the world, but I don't come from an affluent background. Um, I knew I would have to like work my way around the world or like work to be able to provide that for myself. And she came up with, well, she came back to me with the idea and the option of, you know, as a massage therapist, it's a transferable skill no matter where you live. And mm -hmm. if you worked for a company that, you know, operated out of a lot of different locations, you can always transfer. And so um, serendipitously, like the first part of my journey, when I did finally jump into the waters of being a massage therapist, I took my career to the Cayman Islands. Uh -huh. And at that point in time, this is 18 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only thing I knew about the Caymans was um, money laundering and everything you see from movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Caribbean island that is full of who knows what and like we didn't have the internet the way we do now um, yeah. to explore it and research it so I had to go on the word of other people I had met that had been there and the word of the people that were hiring me as to like what I was walking into and so I just I trusted in the process and mm -hmm. I jumped in and moving to that island shifted my view of how you can live and like what's important in life and I say what's important in life because I find um how I viewed living before uh was very much about um you know work hard get married have kids there was this cultural expectation of get it in the world start working your career you're going to have a defined path and you know um succeed in these preconceived ideas that our culture puts out there mm -hmm. and I land in this beautiful tropical island and everybody's from everywhere else in the world mm -hmm. and I realize I start to learn the um, the value of connection mm. and like connection to people who are like-minded, who you know their goals are also to provide for themselves and live a healthy, well-balanced life, but do so in a way that they get to actually see the world. Mm -hmm. And you know, after I was done work, I didn't take my work stress home with me. And I actually enjoyed the space I lived in mm. rather than the space I lived in being more work. Right. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm like a little off topic, but no, no, I, I think that, I think there are some great lessons there in terms of, you know, our life journey, because, um, you know, it really resonates with me uh, having just returned from a month in um, England and Ireland. And the reason I can, I did that is because I'm connected to people there. And yeah. it, it was from early in my career when I lived in Africa mm -hmm. and it was really the same thing. It was about, it wasn't, it was about, yes, taking care of ourselves and making a living, but then it was also about connecting with people learning about other cultures, learning about the world and seeing the world. And the best lesson I think I've learned about the world in like 
like I, I lived in the Caymans. I came back. I lived in uh, Windsor, Essex for a little bit. I was in Toronto for four years. My career developed in Toronto quite a bit. And then I moved to the Middle East where um, it was a roller coaster of a year, gaining a lot of experience in my work career and an interesting view on like a social and cultural level of what's important mm -hmm. and um, the connections became become in every location that I've been the places and the spaces are beautiful mm -hmm. you can find beauty in just about everywhere you travel yeah but the thing that makes it is the people that you share it with yeah and those connections it's crazy but like it doesn't matter how long it's been between them that's right I pick up the phone and I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Let's plan a trip together. And I'm off going somewhere like halfway across the world. My family jokes, like they don't know anybody else who literally could throw a dart at a map and tell you somebody that lives there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And those are such great connections, aren't they? Uh, again, they are. that's exactly They're genuine. Yeah. We haven't seen well, I was in I was in Ireland in 2019, but John hasn't seen our friends probably for I must be 16 years, and we just picked up like, and 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 not on a superficial level at all. I mean, you yeah. know, like a pretty deep level in terms of conversations and what life is about and what we're up to, and um, I, I I love that. And our friend in in uh, England, the same thing just really uh, meaningful connections that they allow you to be vulnerable because you've shared something very intimate that yeah. you haven't necessarily been able to share with other people in your world because mm -hmm. they aren't living that experience with you. That's right. That's right. And, and interesting too, because um, my friend had said to me, she loves when I visit because I'm, I'm non-judgmental. And I thought, interesting, you know, I, I just, I had to really think about that because I, am I judgmental in my, you know, regular life here? Mm -hmm. Are the relationships different here? So it really kind of challenged me to think about that because sometimes I can be pretty judgmental, but there, again, there's something about being vulnerable with people that takes you to a different level of relationship, doesn't it? It does. And yeah. coming back to recreation, it's something that you can share with people and to find those experiences of vulnerability through activity or even recreation that's not active because not all recreation has to be like physically active. Recreation can be just simply sitting, having a glass of wine. Yes. And yes. Adding. It's, it's really about that time and space where there's no holds on you you're doing it freely of your own volition and because it makes your soul sing yes yes and you know it's so interesting in i think this is such an important topic because in our western culture mm -hmm. we are so uh, work oriented mm -hmm. and i even noticed this the difference when i was away for the month of of people 
and how they do take leisure time. They, they do recreation much more than we do. It's like you work and then, okay, work's done. Mm-hmm. Whereas often it, we bring work home, we keep the work going. We're always available on our mobile devices. Yeah. You can call me at the drop of a hat. And like, I'm expected to answer when I work for a corporation and um, there's no boundaries of workspace and personal space, I find, or the boundaries are very blurred in Western culture of workspace and personal space. You are paying me for 40 hours a week. I am happily working and working hard in those 40 hours a week. If you are expecting me to do more than that, I should be like, I I should be, you know, um, I can't think of the, the right word, but- Compensated, like, recognized. Compensated, thank you. Yep. Compensated for my time. I'm not, ex- I shouldn't be expected to be available at your every whim yep. because now that cuts into my personal and leisure time. That's right. And- I feel like for a hot minute we have lost um, lost that value of leisure time, and we don't we don't value it in the same way as like historical cultures have um, valued it, and we don't look at it the same as in as historically as cultures have um, looked at it, and it's almost like there was a point that we've come to and I feel like we're kind of moving away from it, but where we didn't feel maybe we deserved it Mm. Mm. because of like the working class and the different classes in society and where what's like available and like the value of their of an individual's time and like the hierarchy we have in society too mm-hmm. well and it's interesting because um the couple of things one is i think some of it is um when people came to north america there was a real shift in terms of work ethic and mm-hmm. um there was the the sense of if you're not working you're up to some to no good yeah and so, so the ethic, the work ethic then is what is the virtue. And, um, and I think that is really part of the North American ethos. Then the, the other thing I wanted to say is, I don't think for many people that COVID helped because when people started to work at home, there were no boundaries whatsoever. And yeah. I know that some people had a really difficult time with their schedule because instead of taking breaks, it was like they were sitting at their desk and working right through. Whereas in an office, somebody interrupts and you have a little chat or you go out and you grab a coffee or- You have the water cooler talk. Exactly. Or the photocopy machine or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think a lot of people really struggled with creating a schedule that worked at home as and opposed to work 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 and and pardon and the boundaries that exactly exactly setting those boundaries mm-hmm. for sure for sure so i just want to i just want to pause for a moment because one of the things that i always find really interesting and important is to look at where words come from 
-hmm. And so uh, just to look at the meaning of recreation, which you've kind of alluded to, but recreation in the, in the Merriman-Webster dictionary is refreshment of strength and spirit after work. After, after work. work. Mm -hmm. And a means of refreshment or diversion or a hobby. Yeah. So the, the other thing that's interesting for me is where the word recreation comes from, because it's really recreation. And so I think that's really important to look at, at what that that even if we talk about recreation, it's really about recreating our energy and our spirit. Recreating that connection with yourself. Exactly. Whether it's that connection with yourself through other connections with people, exactly. that reconnection with yourself through other activities that you find um, enlivening to you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, it, the word actually comes from an Anglo-French word and which meant to make new or to restore or to revive. And then the earlier Latin was about new birth, which I yeah. thought was very interesting. I love it. I, I love it. Like how many times, how many times would you say you found that you've recreated yourself inadvertently? through something as well as like very consciously through something like um and how you i how you identify as a person sometimes is is linked to your recreation activities i'm an athlete i'm a volleyball player mm -hmm. i'm a crocheter mm -hmm. i'm a quilter mm -hmm. and with all of this i'm a dog owner and my dogs come to join us <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and like, we have identities that are all a part of this, that are a part of you. That's right. And often, well, what's interesting for me is when people so identify with their work, mm -hmm. that that's who they are. And they've lost sight of everything else outside of it. Exactly. And, yeah. and what, what I notice is that when people come to the end of their work life, their career, <laughs> professional life, business, and they, they retire, yeah. often they don't know what to do. They're lost. And, and for me, that's, that's really the, um, the work-life balance is, is like completely out of sync. Work has taken such a priority in life that what else has there been? And what else do I show for it? Who exactly. else and, what do, and what do I do now? And where else is my value? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people find value, self-value and, and self-worth in their work because it's often um, the first place that we get recognition. That's right. right? <laughs> Whether it's monetary recognition where we get raises or if we get recognition from coworkers, hey, that was a job really well done. Mm -hmm. Where are you getting that recognition in your personal life? That's right. And That's so like, where do we start to build that self, self value and that self worth? We do that. We can do that through our recreation. Right, exactly. So um, the other thing that occurs to me is that also in our work, we're, we often have a title. Mm -hmm. And and the thing that I notice sometimes is that when people are finished their work life, they they don't let go of the title. 
they'll say, well, I was blah, blah, blah. I was blah, blah, blah. Well, so but what are you now? Yeah, what are you now? Exactly. It doesn't I matter. I feel like I'm retired. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter what you were then. It's like, that's no. over. It's like, how about right now? And and I think that's, people have a difficult time then defining who they are outside of that workplace, unless they've been very active outside of work with, with other right. things. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Very true. So tell us a little bit more about um, how how people, um, you know, some of the, the, the situations we've just spoken about where people are kind of like so immersed in work. How do people kind of get out of that? Where do people begin to develop a, a recreational side of their life? I think it really just comes from communicating with friends. You know, if you have a friend group, well, maybe like seeing what are some activities that you guys can share together. Or if you're an individual who is independent, trying different things, you know, like actually June is Parks and Rec Month. Mm. And um, a lot of our municipalities have um, even more subsidized programming. So like going out and trying uh, a one-off program. I know Amherstburg Vibro Center just hosted like a free pickleball. You oh. didn't have to sign up. You could just drop in and come learn how to play. Mm -hmm. If you didn't like it, there was no commitment. If you loved it, there's a community that's waiting to, to play right. with you. Right. Um, I think it's just really about um, you can look through municipalities, websites, they all have um, recreation programming that they curate and offer for every age group. You know, we often think about recreation through the municipalities for our kids. And, you know, we've got soccer tryouts and soccer signups happening and we've got summer camp happening, but they also have, um, I know, the Windsor municipality had a cooking class and every week was a different culinary experience. So mm -hmm. maybe one week mm -hmm. you're cooking curry, the next week you're learning sushi. Mm -hmm. Like you can travel the world through um, different food experiences. Um, they also have a, um, somebody that is going to be teaching crocheting once a, once a week. Um, so there's, publicly funded things like through the, those means. Um, but I mean, a simple Google search of what is one thing that interests you or, or try even what is something you never think you'll ever want to try? Yes. Yes. And go outside your comfort zone <laughs> and uh, see if there's like a one-off class. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, there was a community called meetups hmm. and they wanted to go for a hike. So yep. there's a meetup and you don't have to be connected to anybody. You can mm -hmm. just drop in. It's oh, cool. It's a place that you can go on your own and you can still go with a group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the things that I'm talking about are very group orientated because I am a very 
people person. Yeah. I like to share my experiences with other people, but that's not true for everybody. That's so right. like if you're an individual that wants to experience leisure activities and find things to do on your own, I feel like you can do the same kind of things. And like, if you like hiking, there's um, an app called All Trails. Mm. Um, that's a great app that has trails marked from all over the place and you can explore different regions safely and comfortably and you can see what the activity level is mm -hmm. um, through an app like that and go on your own just mm -hmm. if you're going on your own tell somebody where you're going and right. when you're coming back <laughs> right right just well, for safety I, measures absolutely and i think that's a, a a really good distinction between um active and passive and you mentioned that earlier that recreation we often think about um you know cycling or hiking or jogging and or kayaking or whatever yeah but there's also a more passive recreation because if we go back to the um definition it's really about refreshing ourselves and so for many people it could be a, just a, a quiet a hobby where they're sitting maybe at their desk they're collecting something or they're maybe doing art or or, or, you know, cooking can one, be an individual uh, recreation as well. One of my professors, um, her identified favorite recreation is getting a caramel macchiato from Starbucks, mm -hmm. dropping her kids off at their activities, and then taking that time to sit in silence. Yeah. And sometimes doing nothing is as important as doing something. Yes. And um, what I want to say about that is like doing nothing is we are a very, overall, we are a very go, 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 do, do, do society. Um, do not always have to be busy. It's about just, you know, like you can take space and time for yourself to recharge and sometimes recharging looks like standing still. Yeah. Which is very hard for people. For some people. Yes. Yeah. Some people, yes. some people <laughs> like you and I, it's very hard for me. It's like, Oh my goodness, I have to be doing something. And then mm -hmm. I have to remind myself. It's like, it's okay. Let me just oh, yeah. catch my breath, do some breathing. Like About 15 years ago, I started working with this beautiful life coach. Her name's Shirley Palmer. And she challenged me to doing meditation in the morning, mm -hmm. reflection and being a very hyperactive person and go, 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 go. I was like, oh, I can't sit for five minutes. You want me to do what? Hey. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, look, challenge accepted. I will start, I needed help. I needed help to be able to sit there. Mm -hmm. So my mind is always busy. Yeah. Uh, I started with meditation music and a timer. Mm -hmm. I chose a place in my home that had nothing on the walls and was like, just, it was simple. Mm -hmm. And I would go and sit, I would get up, make my coffee or my tea go and sit and I'd set my timer for five minutes and it took 
time to recondition myself. Yeah. But eventually five minutes turned into 20 minutes. Sitting for 20 minutes turned into 25. 25 turned into 45. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, I, I could exercise that capacity of sitting still and mm-hmm. reflecting. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's a practice. And it was something I enjoyed and I do take on in my leisure time now, but it's, it's, it's also considered leisure just to Mm -hmm. sit and be still as much as it is to be active. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great distinction because the other extreme is that people have so many recreational activities that there's no pause Mm -hmm. to really think about, well, what am I actually doing? Like, Mm. how how is this helping me to be um, more myself uh, and more in touch with myself, my, my soul kind of thing. So um, yeah, that's the other extreme. It's like being able to take that time, whether it's with meditation or breath work or yoga or whatever is, um, yeah. I think something also that's very important to talk about when it comes to recreation is that not everybody's recreation is the same. Right. Um, Say you have parents and children, although they go on vacation together Mm -hmm. and that vacation to the outside world is considered recreation. Mm -hmm. That vacation is not necessarily a vacation to every single person on that trip because if the mom or the dad is responsible for setting everything up packing all the food making sure all the bags are packed that's all work Mm, that is not that individual's vacation right and they maybe they do or don't recognize it but it's it's another viewpoint of not all recreation is enjoyed the same by all parties enjoying it. Right. So, like, right. think about and some of your family vacations that you've gone on. Um, it's like, as the adult, you're making sure all the kids are having fun and mm-hmm. their activities are enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And did you get downtime to enjoy an activity on your vacation too? Or were you really busy entertaining them the whole time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what makes me think about vacations I've been on with, with my adult siblings. And uh-huh. uh, I just assume they're going to enjoy whatever I get organized. <laughs> <laughs> And some people like organizing and other people do it because it needs to get done. Exactly. So I I remember one time we were all out in uh, Alberta and we went whitewater rafting and um, my one brother was on board and my sister was on board and there were two other people that came along with us. And my other brother was like, no, I'm not not going. (laughs) It's like, well, why not? (laughs) Just that this is such a great thing to do. <laughs> Why wouldn't everybody want to do this? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So so I I mean that's just not on that lighter note, but you're it's true, isn't it? When people yeah. go 
there, there's some recreation activity. It's like not everybody necessarily is actually refreshing themselves. They're not mm. recreating themselves because there's some work element to it, isn't there? Yeah, that's definitely. And when you think about recreation and like the Webster dictionary definition of it and like what um, social psychologists view uh, as it, it is like, it is free time, free mm -hmm. time from commitment and duties, mm -hmm. work and duties. And so the super mom and the super dad or the super grandparent who is orchestrating and organizing everything, are they actually, they may enjoy it, but it may not be their actual recreation. <laughs> I think about when my grandkids come for two weeks in the summer. Your so grandkids. <laughs> Your grandkids are busy. Yeah. And, and they have a great time, but. But you need a vacation from your vacation. I do. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I'm organizing, I'm getting them here, I'm getting them there, I want to make sure they're having a good time. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> I, I really like that definition that it's free from work and duties. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes we don't think about um, making sure the meals are there for them, um, that you know, their laundry is done on vacation, et cetera, et cetera. We don't think about that as work. Did Johnny put sunscreen on six times so he's not burnt? At, exactly. Um, Making and... sure the picnic is packed and, mm -hmm. you know, that we don't forget everything. So uh, that's really interesting. I have to think more about that. Um, but it's an also interesting because as the, as my grandkids get older, then we start to, um, spread out those duties so it's not just me so they take some of the tasks on so that it's yeah it's more shared so it's it's great and um yeah important for people to think about that uh when it's they important over. for people to think about it when they're thinking about you know their summer is their downtime off with their kids yeah it's their down like a lot of teachers it's their time off too and you can't separate being a parent and your time off, right? Like right. not everybody has those luxuries, but being aware of it mm -hmm. makes yes. taking those hour breaks or that coffee in serenity or a glass yes. of wine poolside yeah. or yeah. whatever it is that makes you feel recharged or a run with your friend, mm -hmm. you know, um, all the more important and um, really valuable for the overall health of, mm -hmm. of, of a person. And, and I think just on that note, I think that, um, you know, you mentioned health and how important recreation is for our health. Talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about that. Well, recreation is really seen on improving not just our physical health, but our mental health and our emotional health you know emotional health is the ability to control big swings of mood or emotions you know mental health is being able to feel balanced and um not overburdened um, and being able to cope with what life is throwing at you 
physical health is our capability of like our capabilities of physicality so you know mm-hmm. not just running not just running and like um playing sports and things like that but um being active within your own means and recreation plays a huge role in all of that i just um i just wrote a paper on the sense of community in a curling club hmm. and curling clubs are set up very specifically to be a social network mm-hmm. and when you have a healthy social network of people that you can fall back on it bolsters your emotional health and your mental health mm-hmm. while doing something that's physical mm-hmm. so um recreation plays like a really important um impact on helping to find all of these elements and keep them in balance and and i just want to add that i think it also well i don't think i know it is also good for our spiritual health because from my perspective our spiritual health is about being able to experience joy i think that Emotionally, we experience, we're happy, we're sad, whatever, but joy is really on a soul level. And I think when we refresh ourselves, mm -hmm. we experience joy. We also experience gratitude. And I think stepping back Mm -hmm. and being able to be grateful to, you know, all of the things that are around us, the world, everything and in even our lives, I think, I think we can do that. It's like taking that meditation time. Suddenly there's a different perspective because you're pausing or that caramel macchiato and the quiet. It's like, it's that time to really look at, mm, you know, life is pretty awesome. You can really feel your feet on the ground. I think it's important too, when we're talking about spiritual health, that, um, that doesn't necessarily tie to religion exactly and like spiritual health and well-being is about being really able to embrace who you are and how you want to present in the world and like you said having that gratitude and that trust in yourself and in your intuition um also is a huge element of it Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely well, I'm looking forward to um, some good recreation this summer. <laughs> Do you have anything planned? Well, um, uh, my my grandkids are coming for two weeks, so mm-hmm. that will be that will be a lot of activity. Um, uh, we're going to uh, go to Montreal to see Cirque du Soleil and um, awesome. yeah, and gardening. Gardening is a real good recreation for me, even though there's a part of it that is I have to process the food, but I love to dig in the dirt and I love to see the plants growing. So for me, gardening is a is a huge thing in the summer. So, yeah. That's interesting that you talk about gardening and it's something that you find rejuvenating because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, some people find looking at their lawns and their gardens as a huge chore. Yeah. And that element of um, what's recreation versus duty and being tied to your home is like, is a huge discussion in a lot of like Mm. um, 
recreation in some manners hmm. and like how do we find how do we create a home space that's one that we really can enjoy and is it being a minimal gardener or is it like yourself having lots of um, fruit and vegetable beds and flower beds mm -hmm. and going out with your morning coffee and personally I'm with you I like getting my fingers in the dirt I go barefoot I my feet are muddy and there is something about being connected to the ground in such a natural way that feels so good mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah and I think um it's important knowing yourself in like an important element of getting to know yourself is what are you doing and what are you creating around your home life that embraces what you truly enjoy versus you're doing because of social standards that's right absolutely absolutely yeah very important gardening sounds great it is great i'm excited I'm excited. I love to watch everything grow. It's like amazing to me. You know, you, you talked earlier about my ferns. You're right. When we left, they were this high. Now they're four feet high and it's just lush. They're lush. I love it. I could not get over <laughs> seeing that yesterday. I was looking at the ferns thinking, I feel like I'm in a tropical paradise this week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <gasps> So, yeah, so, so gardening is good for me, but I totally get the other side of it of, um, you know, sometimes it's too much. It's like, mm -hmm. there are other, I think it's really important for people to decide, okay, what, what is recreation for me? Because there are times like coming home from vacation now, being in the garden for the first three days was actually work. It was not recreation. It was work. Now that it's in shape, it's mm -hmm. like, now I can go out and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the distinction of, okay, am I really enjoying what I'm doing? Now, it doesn't mean it's easy. Like I think about some of the recreation I've done in the past. Oh my goodness. It's like, scare the hell out of me. You know, like learning to scuba dive. It's like, oh my God, this, like I got, I got claustrophobic, but you know, I worked out and I was able to element. stay under. Yeah, but there's that element of recreating yourself. And if you don't know, if you don't know what you don't like, you'll never figure out what you do like. That's right. That's absolutely true. Well said. And you kind of have to be, are you willing? I feel like in, in my world, I feel like I have to be willing to go outside my comfort zone to find the things that really light up my soul. Mm -hmm. I never would have known how much I love scuba diving. Right. If I hadn't taken it on, because I was afraid of it, because yeah. you, you're all the negative. Yeah. And being in that world, you're talking about feeling like claustrophobic. And it's like, I feel free. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that willingness to experience and explore opportunities. That's right. Well, I think about when I did, um, sailing lessons mm -hmm. uh, my daughter did them with me and I I loved it I loved it but what happened to her is she discovered how much she loved being on the water and as a result of that now she has a paddleboard and she's out like two or three times a week she absolutely loves being on the water 
maybe she would have discovered that anyway because you know she goes canoeing and kayaking whatever but that experience eight years ago really mm -hmm. shifted the way that she related to water and I think that you're right it's about trying things and thinking about well you know like there's so many things to try there's so many things to do and just kind of looking at okay what 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 new thing am I going to try next why not I had this uh I had a summer or like a span where I just said yes to everything mm -hmm. Within reason, like there was nothing that was going to be like cause serious harm right, or anything right. like that. Nothing illegal and, and whatnot. But I would say yes. And I ended up going to like beatbox competitions that year and list and going to like Formula One races or not Formula One, but like uh, Grand Prix races. Mm -hmm. and, and like I learned how to do... Um, origami and mm -hmm. like I learned so much about what I don't like and what I do like that it gave me a better perspective on how I wanted to continue and just by taking down those walls of no mm -hmm. opened that up very interesting very interesting you know what? It makes me think of Joe Dispenza's work um, and his book, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, that <laughs> you have to step out of the routine. It's like, okay, this, I'm just going to always be doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Where does that lead? You know, so being able, I love that having a summer of saying yes. Yeah, just say yes. That's a big <laughs> uh, with uh, what you were just saying, I seen this quote as I'm like scrolling through Facebook. Um, it said, "You don't get to where you want to be with the same um, attitude and skills that you have right now, or you'd already be there." That's right. That's right. Good one. Good one. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, "Oh, it's a good <laughs> reminder." Being open. <laughs> that's, right. that's right very good any last words for our listener listeners uh, I think just have fun embracing it and don't forget the value of your own personal time and your boundaries mm -hmm. and making sure that if you choose to do something and you don't like it it's not a, it's not a fail right it's not a fail it's a win Right. And if you choose to do something and you're like, holy crap, that was amazing. Go out and do it again. <laughs> right. As long as it wasn't illegal right. or <laughs> going to hurt you or anybody else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and also um, to, for people to look wherever they are, wherever you are to look at your own local recreation centers, the tourism, uh, 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 yeah, look at your tourism uh, boards. Yeah, uh, all like of that. Our tourism boards have some interesting like events that are happening for one-off events. Our municipalities have um, like because of, like June is Parks and Rec Month, mm -hmm. and it's about mm -hmm. getting people reconnected with um, with that. Um, there are a whole bunch of great activities that are one-offs. Mm -hmm. as well as um, like scheduled programming to come and try. Um, I, 
in the Windsor Essex region, like we have some great programming for kids, adults, and seniors, even like outside of um, our municipalities. There's some great private practices that have fun recreation. There's the art lab. We have um, like SUP and River Canard Canoe Company and Healy Wings. They have some cool like um it's like a paddle and a brew and like a brewery combination that they've got going on. And um, there's a knitting, a, a knitting club or a crochet club um, on Ottawa street. Like just, if you have something that you're interested in, I would say put it up on Instagram or uh, like search it in Instagram or, or I'm going to date myself Facebook because that's all I use. Um, <laughs> and you'll see a huge variety of options, even if it's just ideas to do on your own or it's um, a community to go and join and try. So yeah. Yeah, I, I came across, um, I love going to the, the Windsor International Film Festival in the fall, mm -hmm. but I just noticed that they're having um, films um, on the river, I think, again this year, which they did during COVID. Nice. So, again, you know, park. looking at what they have to offer, there are, uh, there's so many organizations in terms of things to do. Absolutely. And music, like there's great kind of concerts and, and um, best small shows and that happening. Um, uh, as long as you're doing it because you want to experience it and explore it and enjoy trying to find new elements of yourself or rekindle connections um, to yourself. I think, I think that's wonderful. I just getting out and trying something. That's right. And, and to remember that the whole idea is to refresh and recreate. It's like, it's, it's, it's balancing. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To recreate and reconnect with yourself and refresh your time away from our duties and chores of work. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Speaking so of, I'm going to go back to my duties of school. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. Thank you. And thank you for having me, Crystal. You're you're very welcome. You're very welcome. I'm just going to, um, let's see, what am I doing here? Okay. So thank you very much. And um, uh, Sarah. It's a very different conversation today than the other day. It was, it was, it's always a surprise. So I will be back. Uh, recreating and recreating over uh, the next, I will be doing all of that over the next two months. So I will not be podcasting over the summer, but I will be back in September with a journey to inner wisdom. And I hope you will join me then as I continue to explore the many paths of our journeys. Thanks again. <laughs>